This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Your Money on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Here is Professor Ken Smethers. Hello, welcome. You're listening to Your Money on Sirius XM's Business Radio, Channel 132. That's powered by the Wharton School. I'm Kent Smethers, a professor here in Philadelphia, and we are live every Tuesday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern. That's 2 to 3 p.m. for those of you on the West Coast. And the purpose of the show is simply to help you make better decisions with your own money. And you can uh, give me a call and ask me anything about your money live on Tuesday. So grab the phone right now. Give me a call here at one eight four four Wharton. That's one eight four four. Nine four two seven eight six six, and so that today I'm joined by two great guests. Our first will be Andrew Meadows, who's the senior vice president with Ubiquity Retirement and Savings. We're going to be talking about retirement plans for small businesses. They many small businesses do not have retirement plans, and there's a lot of myths about it that we're going to try to break today with this uh, first segment. And then later in the show, welcome back uh, Meredith Snyder of Snyder Wealth Management. And we're going to be talking about some things that you can actually buy before retirement that's not going to necessarily crush your retirement goals. So if you want to know what those are, hold on for that segment. So in general, you know the routine by now. If you want to know how to invest your money, save for retirement, kids, college, buying, life insurance, you really need that policy that someone's trying to sell you. Uh, really, anything about your money that could be budgeting, that could be paying on debts, uh, just give us a call. We are here for one hour. For those of you who have listened to the show for many years, you know, we used to be on for two hours. I've scaled it back to one hour. Just uh, have so many other obligations here at the Wharton School. So don't wait for the second hour anymore. Pick up the phone live on Tuesday. Give me a call right now here at one eight four four wharton just like the school name, W-H-A-R-T-O-N. That's one eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. We'll talk about your own situation. You only have to give us your first name and the state you're calling from, so never a reason to be nervous or shy, and thousands of other listeners will benefit hearing the advice given to you about your own financial needs. So my producer, Michelle, is standing by or sitting by, literally, and but ready to line up your calls. And again, live on Tuesday, so grab the phone and give me a call here at one eight four four Wharton. That's one eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. And with that, let me introduce my first guest, Andrew Meadows, who's a senior vice president of Ubiquity Retirement and Savings in San Francisco, California. He's been there for fourteen years. He's been featured on many publications, including the Wall Street Journal, U.S. News and World Report, and many others. Welcome to the show, Andrew. Hey, Kent. Thanks so much for having me. So we're talking about 401k and, and retirement planning for small business owners. I mean, non, although the publicly traded companies get all the attention in the press and so forth, the private companies in the United States are still much bigger market uh, uh, value than even the publicly traded companies. And a lot of those are small business owners. A lot of them do not have 401k or retirement plan. So, uh, Andrew, we'll talk about some of the specific myths by, uh, a little bit later. But I mean, why do you think you know a lot of small uh, employers just aren't even offering a 401k plan? You know, small businesses you hear is the backbone of the country, especially yeah. when it comes down to the financial wealth of small businesses and small towns everywhere. Uh, and to be honest with you, they're busy running their own business, mm. trying to make sure that they stay viable and survive. Sometimes benefits like retirement uh, just tend to fall down and down and down. And I think for most of us personally, it's always that thing we'll do tomorrow. Small businesses are juggling so many other things. They're really in the same boat. Yeah. 
And you're right. It's really hard to talk about everything else when you're, you know, you're just struggling to survive. You're hoping you're one of the lucky ones who gets your business off the ground. And hey, you know, it's it's uh, it really focus on anything that's related to your core business, not the other things. And unfortunately, that sometimes means, you know, lower retirement savings for employees and really skipping out and giving them a really valuable benefit. So let's talk about some of the misconceptions, you know, business owners have when it comes to um, offering retirement. Uh, Retirement plans. We'll go through one of these at a time. But the first one is, you know, hey, when I used to work for a company, they they would match my contributions, whatever, up to six percent and so forth. So I, I not only do I have to set up this plan, um, but then I have to match my, you know, my uh, employee contributions. Uh, talk about that. We do not do a great job as an industry, as a retirement industry, of really explaining how many options there are. For yeah. every individual out there, every small business out there, there's a right plan for you. Uh, so, yeah, the first misconception is that you have to provide some sort of a match, and that simply isn't true. Right. Quite honestly, some small businesses just want to be that great business owner that even offers the plan. Just giving someone the right to be able to save at work is so significant that the match is secondary when it comes to priority. Yeah, and in particular, you can set up a 401k plan, allow your employees to make um, either pre-tax or you know after-tax contributions, depending if it has a Roth option. That's an incredibly valuable benefit to your employees. You do not have to do the matching. The matching becomes a little bit more important under you know, IRS on discrimination rules and things like that. If you're trying to go above the contribution limits for yourself, things like that, but you don't have to do those con- matching contributions. So the second one is that, you know, these plans are just really costly uh, to, to set up. I mean, people think there's big fixed costs and they, they worked somewhat costly many years ago, but that, a, lot of, a lot of that's changed. Well, it has changed, and really for small businesses, it's never been a better time to start. Uh, Things are really heating up in the small business sector when it comes down to benefits. Everyone's trying to invent that new uh, opportunity for people to be able to save at work, and right now, costs are really working to the benefit of the small business owner. It's never been more cost-effective to be able to start a plan, and that means front-end costs or regular invoiceable budgeted costs, but mm-hmm. also all the wonderful benefits that come along mm-hmm. with the knowledge around the tax benefits of your 401k. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's a potentially a really big tax benefit. And, um, you know, it's it's definitely nothing to sneeze at when you think about it. even some small businesses will have pretty decent salaries to uh, employees that are going to be in a high tax bracket. And the, and the third one is that they just seem too complicated to run. It seems like, you know, you have this thing called the being a fiduciary as a plan sponsor and all these other, you know, record keeping. Of course, they don't understand a lot of that is, you know, handled through, you know, uh, programs and so forth. But explain that one. Well, typical uh, traditional retirement plan providers, especially the big businesses, it's very difficult for them to scale down their very complicated retirement yeah. plans to a small business. Uh, and I've been working in the small business sector for over 20 years, and from what I can tell is that those small plans do not need those overcomplicated rules. It can yeah. be very, very simple. You could have a rule where everybody's able to enter the plan immediately when they are hired, uh, and really the only administration you have to do is just the ongoing contributions. It can be that simple. And I think for many years, the industry has tried to justify the expensive cost of retirement plans mm-hmm. by making plans that are complicated, yeah. hard for small businesses to understand how to manage. But now uh, now it's all about how do we create the most simplest opportunity for people to be able to offer the plan 
really the, the core function here is that your employees have a way to be able to save at work. And there are millions of employees who simply just don't have that opportunity. Yeah, yeah. And it's, 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 I mean, some of these plans, as you, you mentioned, on the record-keeping side, they get super complicated, allowing loans and things like that. Uh, so let's talk about people who you do currently have access to a 401k uh, a plan. It's not necessarily completely smooth sailing for them. There's things like that they have to be, you know, uh, looking for. Ex- explain that. Well, definitely look for the upfront costs. Those are the easy ones. Those are what the salespeople lead with. Uh, but you really have to take a look underneath the hood a little bit to the funds that you're going to invest in. A lot mm-hmm. of the low-cost providers, especially some of the bigger companies out there, try to provide a really low-cost or easy-to-budget front-end charge. But the small business might not be really recognizing those back-end charges. What are those fees in the investments, those asset-based fees that you're looking at? For small businesses especially, they're working extra hard for the money that they are able to save, many of which just think a 401k plan is for free. They don't even recognize the amount that they're actually paying out of the assets and their savings. So make sure that you're choosing a responsible plan for yourself but also your employees. So how, how much does it cost to set up uh, the plan that, you you know, maybe you have five, ten employees, something like that. How, how much would it cost uh, to set up a, a bare minimum kind of 401k plan? It doesn't have all the bells and whistles. Uh, wh- what's that running right now? You know, if you're starting a brand new plan, it can be really low cost, somewhere about $500 or less just to kick the plan into gear mm-hmm. and get it going. And then after that, uh, $200, $250 every quarter after that should be a pretty easy uh, charge for your business. Yeah, yeah. when you think about the, the just the sheer value from the tax side and giving people a sense of – it's not just a, it's, you know, taxes. This is like you know, you're creating a, a bucket in people's mind. I'm saving for retirement. This is the money for retirement. Uh, you know, you're helping people get it out of their checking account where they're going to be tempted to spend it. You know, you're doing a great service by uh, by uh, setting this up for your employees, and and then you know it creates some stickiness. They're, they're more likely to uh, stick around if you know they could make a little bit more money kind of elsewhere. So let's talk about people who currently work for small businesses that don't offer a 401k. Now, if they're not a W two employee, we've talked about that. You know, on the show, if they're getting 1099. There's the various options there whether it's a SAP, solo 401k, so forth. But suppose you're getting a W-2, working for a small business doesn't offer a 401k right now. What do you recommend? Uh, Well, first and foremost, find out how much you can save. Uh, While there are, you're exactly right, there's so many wonderful individual or solo or single 401k plans out there. Sometimes it's easy just to start with an IRA. Uh, If you can save six grand every year uh, in your IRA and max that out, do that. Feel comfortable with what that feeling is of putting that money away or paying that retirement bill, just like your electric bill or anything else. Once you start getting used to it, then you start taking a look at how much you're making and to say, hey, I can actually save up to 10K this year. Uh, That's when you want to start looking at the 401K options. But, But really, buyer beware. Um, you know, you'll have those providers who are offering uh, a free 401k plan. And like I said earlier, a lot of these charges are coming on the back end through the funds. And if you're not having the money to be able to pay uh, front end, you really don't want that silent erosion of your savings uh, through some of those high cost back ends. Yeah. If it's free, it's not free. 
Yeah, and and finally, Andrew, this was certainly an ongoing debate, you know, post the Pension Reform Act in uh, 2006 and seven, and that allowed for automatic enrollment, uh, and it, in particular, you know, addressed some of the fiduciary issues associated with that. And we've seen automatically enrolled plans, these QDIA eligible plans, you know, become much more popular over the years. Uh, big debate on whether automatic enrollment is actually encouraging people to save more or do people offset it? You know, what's your reading on, on, on that evidence? You know, I find that there's a level of inertia or momentum mm-hmm. uh, with saving. Uh, there is a positive feeling from saving once you realize you're able to do it. Uh, and I think sometimes with the auto enrollment, what it does is it says, hey, you've already been saving. Um, And you really aren't noticing some of the impact on your take home. People tend to budget with the money that lands in their checking account, not necessarily with the money that might be taken out before then. Oh, it's just assumed that those are going those taxes or maybe those benefits are going to be paid for from my pay. So I actually find that auto enrollment is a really, really great tool uh, for people just to kind of kickstart the mode of going. Uh, and I always say when you first get hired, just go ahead and enroll in the plan, especially if there's not an auto uh, automatic enrollment. So that way you can just get started. You have to do something yeah. rather than nothing. Yeah, I completely agree. Especially when there's agree. a match involved. Yeah, I, I certainly agree. Andrew, fantastic job. Thanks so much for coming on the show. My pleasure. Thanks, Kat. Yeah, and you can Happy find pleasure. out uh, more about Andrew by going to uh, their website, which is myubiquity.com, and that's m. Y as in my, and then uh, ubiquity, and that's U-B-I-Q-I. Sorry, screwed it up. It's my ubiquity, which is U-B-I-Q-U-I-T-Y. Sorry, Mrs. Petrunger, sixth grade teacher. D-U follows the cue. You don't just skip that one over. MyWickedy.com. And you're listening to your money. Ken Smith's Business Radio here at Sirius XM 132. Remember, live every Tuesday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Repeat throughout the week. When you come back, we have financial planner Mario Schneider with me taking your calls about your own financial situation. So if you want to know how to invest your money, save for retirement, kids, college, paying life for life insurance, really anything about your money. Live on Tuesdays, only from 5 to 6 p.m. now. So don't wait for the second hour. Give me a call here at 1-8. 844 work and that's 1844 We'll be right back after this quick break. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.